between laughter and tears would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country, whose lands we proudly live and work on. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. I know, my mic smells like garlic though. It's real. Did we eat garlic? That's what I'm trying to think. Did we eat garlic last night? <laughs> Did we have Italian one night and just speak into the mic? <laughs> it stinks. Hey guys, welcome back to Between Laughter and Tears. I'm Mon. And I'm Tish. And this week we are crying about emotions. We are. But before we get into that, we do our mental health check-in. The reason why we do this is because we want to spread as much awareness as we can on the our little platform that we do have. <laughs> so, Monet, how are we doing this week? Um, I'm okay. Today I've got, I don't know, I've got <laughs> lots of head noise. Head noise rating is probably about an eight. <laughs> um, I'm feeling all right, like not down but just like busy it's just been a massive long week I'm very tired but it's fine we're we're thriving we're here filming so this will be good yeah Tish how are you yeah I'm good I've just fresh or kind of fresh out of a surgery so I had a knee reco on the right knee very Um, fresh yeah I think about five days post-op yeah is that correct yeah Yeah, I had had it on Monday so nice and early in the morning it was good. Everything went well. I feel, I feel like you know how we've got that mind, mind muscle connection. I feel like they've done a really good job. I feel like everything is slotted in very nicely. I feel confident that my recovery will go well as well, as long as I stick to the physio and whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've got a check appointment in two weeks, so we'll see how we go to hopefully take these bandages off because having a shower is a fucking nightmare right yeah. now. I have to put a bloody... She needs assistance. Yeah, assistance and rubbish bag around my knee and tape it up and then you know how it is. I just want to have a shower. Yeah. <laughs> but, And you're yeah. stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah, stuck at home, bored. But luckily I am very blessed and very grateful to have the amazing people I do in my life. Shout out to the work girls who gifted me some lovely colouring in books and a beautiful bouquet of flowers. And then obviously Mon has kept me in check and definitely looked after me. She's dropping off bloody bagels to my front door. She's got me out on her bagel. I know. And she's gotten me some um, paint by numbers and um, yeah, I'm very, very blessed. Very lucky. Head noise rating. I'm very tired still. Like I feel like I'm constantly catching up on sleep, but my head noise rating is honestly about a one. I don't feel... I don't know. I've got no thoughts recently. <laughs> You're just bored. Yeah, I'm bored out of my mind. I feel like it's actually, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to articulate a sentence together and like yeah, articulate the right too. words because I'm just been that bored and nothing has been stimulating. So I'm hoping this episode can get yeah, get things running. It, yeah. So this ep, we are crying about emotions. We've got a couple little segments in this episode. We've got the concept of feeling to healing. We're going to talk about suppressing emotions. We're going to talk about in the concept of internal versus external processing we're also going to talk about speaking things into existence and kind of manifesting but it's we're going to focus on the emotional side of things we're also going to talk a little bit about the tools we've learned to sort of deal with our emotions and face them yeah hopefully we can help you guys concept of feeling to healing I say this probably once a week to whoever I'm talking to I always end up 
in these deep conversations with people, yeah, I always say, well, you got to feel to heal. Feel to so, heal. So feeling to healing, what does it mean? We honestly, it doesn't have like a dictionary. No. Dictionary kind of uh, vibe to it, but yeah. it's literally what it is. It doesn't it have is. a rule book. Yeah, exactly. No. Feel to heal. We think it's so important to acknowledge your emotions. That yeah. is like literally the first step in anything when you're yeah. faced with a situation whether it's uh, it's the hardest step as well it, it really like is understanding what you actually feel yeah exactly yeah. it trying to also trying to pinpoint what you feel and where's it coming from mm. as well it's really hard with all the emotions if you are feeling emotional about something it's really hard to be like oh this is how I'm feeling because of this yeah exactly but being able to go through that step-by-step process will help you through so many things, yeah. whether it's relationships, whether it's something at the workplace, yeah. whether it's literally with your family. I feel like um, family can be a really hard one and very challenging because... They're family. You don't want to... You don't yeah. want to tread on anyone's toes yeah, or... No. Yeah. When you say feel to heal, everyone's first thought would probably be like crying, sad. Mm. But it actually, it might be anger. Anger is a hard one because... It's really hard to sort of navigate and pinpoint if you're actually feeling anger rather than it, anger can come out in so many different ways. So, 100%. yeah, there's anger every- can come out in crying. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. When you may say feel to heal, people are like, oh, well, I have to cry about it. No, you don't. No, that's not every emotion you feel has to result in crying. For some people, yes, it is. Yeah. I know for sure that I, I'm a very sensitive and emotional person, yeah. and so is Manet, but. We don't cry every single time we feel an emotion because no. we need to express it in other ways. Whether it's literally, <laughs> there has been times where we have been in a room together and we've actually lifted up a chair of our heads and just shaken it and then put it back down and we're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that done. was feeling it. You're like, I was so angry. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. whether it's going to a boxing class, freaking punching a boxing bag, anger is still an emotion. I think it's also very important how we deal with the emotion like yeah, being able to recognize okay it's anger how am I going to deal with this is it going to hurt someone that's what we want to avoid the, yeah that's the next step is figuring out how to deal with it and how to feel the emotion without bringing harm bringing to others harm because emotions can cause like a, a lack of judgment right yeah. everyone's done some things that they're not proud of out of out of a reaction from an emotion you're feeling but yeah feeling the healing is so powerful because you learn as you go through life and you learn as you go through all these emotions you learn tools to sort of better navigate emotions and um more appropriate ways to deal with them and then you come out quicker and quicker every time from it and yeah yeah definitely and also we do want to touch on how dangerous suppressing emotions can be. Mm-hmm. It is so dangerous and I mean dangerous in the sense of it can bring harm to you and it can bring harm to others. We want to avoid that at all costs. We want to look after our mind, body and soul because mm-hmm. acknowledging those emotions can, for one, change your circumstances and two, better your mental health. Better your mental health and also prevent things from going wrong in the future yeah escalating yeah because when you suppress emotions whether it's for a week or two weeks or years at at Mm. some for some people like you just manifest this like built up energy inside you that really just is not good for you and and can result in some pretty negative things when you don't even know if you're suppressing an emotion it's really hard to pinpoint 
what like what your emotion you're suppressing. So you could be like, why am I so angry about this one particular thing when it's not actually that thing? It's like it's something that's something from years ago, years ago <laughs> that you haven't even dealt with, and yeah. that can um, definitely come to light in certain situations because you'll notice you'll be you'll be getting triggered by certain things Mm. and you're like why the hell am I so triggered by this but really it's because you haven't dealt with Rosie from five years back from the heartbreak yeah (laughs) literally (laughs) so yeah suppressing emotions is really quite dangerous it's dangerous yeah um we we, but it's very common it's very very common also it's really hard when people everything's a learned behavior people haven't grown up with the resources to be able to deal with the emotions Mm. so we really 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 want to push on the concept feeling to healing because it is so important and me and mon have learned a lot about it and we've been practiced it practiced it and faced with it and we're just like okay Mm. now we can you know pinpoint an emotion and be like okay i'm feeling this it's from this how am i going to deal with it yeah Yeah. it's all learning it's all everything's learning a lesson and a lesson if you, you won't have it perfect, like, well, we still don't have it perfect. Yeah, it God takes no. longer. <laughs> it takes, like, sometimes it takes longer than other times to sort of acknowledge and get over it. But we're getting there yeah. and it's all about growth and yeah. that's all that matters. And we, we want to share those experiences and we yeah. want to be able to help you guys grow and help you guys feel to heal. All right, now we're going to talk a little bit about a concept that Tish actually found um, called internal versus external processing and the difference between them and how and in terms of emotions. Yeah, so I actually found this handy little thing on TikTok because we find bloody everything on TikTok these days. TikTok's the goat. Yeah, <laughs> it do it do be the news for some yeah. reason. Um, but yeah, so. It was a little concept and so internal versus external processing to sum it up, it's kind of how we process emotions and then how we form our reaction. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about this before Tish told mm, me about it either. And I think it's, this made me actually, this helped me a lot to recognize, well, first recognize what one I was and then to recognize, oh, so this is how I'm processing an emotion. I now have a word for it and now I can tell someone I'm like an internal processor Yeah, I just and need I a just minute. need a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so internal versus external, it's pretty much what it is, what it sounds like. Sorry. Uh, internal is someone, okay. So someone confronts me with a situation and they're going, oh, like I need you to fix this because this is how you made me feel. And this is what you've done. I'd be like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Instead of say an external person would be like one, they might snap back, snap back but they yeah. will, yeah, they will have an instant reaction. They don't really they don't think. think before they speak mm. and they'll just be like, oh, well, da, da, da. Some people are really good at external processes and they can easily process a situation and be like, okay, well, this is exactly how I feel and this is exactly how I'm going to react mm. and I'm going to do that. Um, very forward, very confronting. Mm. Um, nothing wrong with that either. No. It doesn't matter if you're an external processor because you can be really bombarded and you can um, yeah. find pro- uh, sorry solutions to problems very easily. Yeah, but a lot of people... A lot of people are on the other end of scale. It's yeah. not so nice. And then internal is pretty much they confront me. I'm going, whoa, okay, that's a lot to take on right now. I'm going to think about exactly when this happened, what situations yeah, I've been put in, little, like yeah, every little detail. detail. And I'm going to process my emotions while I'm at it. I'm going to process how I feel right now. And then 
I'm going to process how I feel in about an hour, two hours and the next day. Mm. And then I'm going to form a reaction in. It's very hard for people who are internal processes to be in an argument. Yeah. They find it very hard. Well, this isn't for everyone, but they will find it very hard to process their emotions quickly and be able to form a reaction and a response because those people will be sitting, laying at bed that night going, oh, why I didn't I, said that. I should have said that. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that time or why didn't I think of why I was feeling that way in that specific moment? It's okay. It's just not how we process. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of what it is. Our, and I want to really talk about how our experiences as a child and growing up and the different environments we're in, they shape our reactions because mm. at the end of the day, everything is a learnt behaviour, mm-hmm. um, whether it's from your uh, people who raised you, whether it's from your friends, whether it's from the environment you're in when you're yeah. – I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on that a lot deeper oh, in another definitely. episode because it's it's huge. Like it, everything it is. is a learnt behaviour. Yeah. And, yeah, sorry, whether you were those prime – developing stages when you yeah. were just that little little toddler it shapes how you react to everything in life yeah for me in particular my parents were a huge influence on me obviously mm, when I was same. younger so I watched them and I watched how they reacted to situations and then I took that on board it wasn't until I was about you know going through those teen phases and then outside of high school and then I finally developed my own reaction and my own way of processing because everything from up there, honestly, I just copied and pasted. Everything was copy and paste. Yeah. So now I am definitely, I recognize myself as being an internal processor. Don't get me wrong. I can definitely snap back. Yeah. There's definitely times where the. Yeah. It doesn't mean you just don't say anything. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. I can definitely be quick on my feet and be able to form a response quickly. However, I definitely process every emotion that I'm feeling, every little um, – I think – I pretty much – sorry. I think about what I have to say and the emotion I'm feeling before I say anything. Yeah. So I can respond Which within, can be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm definitely glad I am an internal yeah. processor but also – I think about the other person a lot before I say anything. I'm thinking about what are they feeling? How are they going to take this? Um, can they take this? What environment I am? Is it an appropriate time? Yeah. Like I'm thinking of every literal event and it's like a canon event. Like yeah. I'm thinking of the repercussions. <laughs> uh, it's also the empath in you as well. Definitely, definitely. Like that has a lot to do with it. You, we, And same with me, we worry a lot about how our reaction will affect mm. the other person which – the, uh, someone who isn't an empath probably wouldn't really consider that. They just consider their own feelings. And, yeah. And yeah. also I'm thinking about I can tell they're feeling this way. Mm. Is it a good time to, yeah. you You're know. You're really good at picking the right time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me, not so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's learning that though, so yeah. it's fine. Um, but, yeah, so I'm definitely an internal processor. Um, say we're in like past relationships where I've had to sit down and have chats before I've gone and reacted to a certain situation, say the situation happened two weeks ago. Sorry, that's my niece Sorry. in the background. Um, yeah, so I put two weeks of thought coming into the conversation. I've put every scenario together. I've gone, okay, I'm going to let, first of all, the person calm down and I'm mm. going to let them, if they 
first I'm going to try let them approach me and see if they know that they've done something wrong. And if not, that's okay. Mm. I'm going to approach them. But yeah, so I just put, I sit, that's, and then I find a good time. I find, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, you think about everything. Every little thing. And I'm going to make sure, you know, there is no perfect time to have those difficult conversations. But when I have had to have those difficult conversations, I have sat them down and going, okay. You sit down. You sit down. (laughs) And listen here. And you listen here. (laughs) And I've gone, I've told them what has happened that has affected me, why it has affected me, where it possibly stemmed from, things that I think could be better. And then I flip it around. I go, is there something you want to tell me that Mm. I could do better? And then I also give them the opportunity of going, I understand that this is a lot to be put on you right now. I also like have some time to think about it. And if you think about something that I have done, that's okay. You can approach me with that later. And I'd love to improve on that because that's what I'm all about. Mm. It definitely, definitely helped. Also, if they say, for instance, there's been times where they've responded with, oh, why didn't you tell me that during the time? Because I have done that much internal processing before approaching the situation because I feel like I would have reacted out of anger or out of um, like malice instead Mm. of being pure to my intentions and pure to my morals and values. So I could literally have told the person, hey, like I'm actually an internal processor. I explained to them what it means and then I explain um, how I can't just approach a situation right off the bat because I feel like I would react out of you know, the wrong emotion. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of me summed up. I'm going to let Monet take the floor and say which one she is. There's also different types of internal processing, which we're going to kind of represent now because my internal processing looks different to Monet's. Yes. I'm very much an internal processor as well, but my internal processing is definitely, it looks a lot different to Letitia's. And I, as much as I am an internal processor, I need to talk about it. Like I need to not necessarily talk about it with the person that the the problem is around, but I need to get my feelings out because of my ADHD and like my, the, how busy my brain is, I can just spiral. I can just like, while I'm internally processing something, it's really hard for me to pinpoint in my brain without getting it out or getting it on paper or getting talking about it's really difficult for me to pinpoint how I'm actually feeling and I I I, this is where manifesting comes in but I can manifest like negative negative um sort of reactions or negative things to come from this emotion but I have gotten a lot better at internally processing and sort of giving myself a reality check in a sense and teach gives me a reality check when I when I tell her how I'm feeling I'm like this is what my brain I, I'm like catastrophizing in my brain sometimes and um it's it can kind of be like almost quite inhibiting like I just get paralyzed but it's I'm getting a lot better and I'm also getting a lot better at sort of figuring out what I'm actually like how something made me feel and I'm learning and I've learnt recently to that it's okay for me to feel a certain way and that I'm allowed to say hey look that didn't really feel very good this is like I don't really agree with that or I didn't really appreciate that you said this to me and then I've I've struggled in the past to stand up for myself and that that stems from my childhood as well and everything is a learnt behavior so same as Tish I have always sort of been shut down Mm. 
with my opinions and my emotions. Like I wasn't really allowed to cry as a kid. So all of that learnt behaviour but like all of that – all of those things are learnt behaviours but I'm learning now that I can stand up for myself and I'm able to and I'm so much stronger within myself and like – your emotions are valid. Yeah, exactly. And because I was shut down so much as a kid, it sort of made me more of an internal processor because as a kid I would get faced with a, a situation and I would sort of tuck into my shell and I would spiral and, and deal with everything internally and I never actually got to speak on it and, and mm. sort of face any problems or confront anyone or like say anything about how I was feeling because I would just be shut down. So I'm learning now as an as an adult that it's okay to feel a certain way and it's okay to like grasp a situation and confront people and I'm I'm feeling more confident every day to internally process how I'm feeling and then say something and and confront the person or confront the situation and deal with it and then feel to heal and then I'm coming out of it so much quicker now and I'm I spiral less and less I do still spiral I have my off days I have my up and downs as as everyone does Mm -hmm. and with ADHD but it's getting easier and I'm getting better at it and I'm getting better at not getting so emotional and not reacting on like not snapping back and not reacting on emotions because my emotions are valid yeah so that's kind of what we are obviously we can't really give an example of external as good as someone with an external processing brain Mm -hmm. Um, but that's kind of the concept of it. And it definitely, definitely helped me recognize me being able to recognize, oh, I'm an internal processor. I can better explain my emotions Mm. now. I can better confront situations because I know that I need a certain period of time before I can even create appropriate reaction. Uh, Also, sometimes like not everyone's perfect. Like I know that you've said to me, oh, I probably waited a little bit too long. Mm. unfortunately with the internal processing this is just for me in particular I can sometimes I go on shutdown mode and I'll be like all right my brain needs to compute every emotion possible it needs to compute what's happened everything there'll be times where I'll go two days without contact and I'm like whoa like and then and the other person's like what have I done wrong yeah and I'm just like okay teach that's way too much I've now learned where I can be like okay that has made me feel a certain emotion. I don't really want to talk about it right now because I feel way overwhelmed and I hope you understand. I would love to talk about this later on in the afternoon yeah. so I can gather my emotions or especially with like friendships, it's helped a lot where yeah. I can be like, oh, that actually made me feel really down yeah, and upset yeah. and I don't really appreciate it. I would love to like meet up with for a coffee so we can actually talk about it and yeah. be able to you know, build on this. Yeah. And I've also learned some things as well because I used to get so anxious and just want, like I would, I now know that I need time to process things, but I used to get like a really anxious attachment and like want to be with them and want to sort it out right then and there. Like I used to be like, no, we have to talk about this, but no, it's better for me. And this is what I've learned to sort of step away, take myself out of the situation step away even if it's for an hour and just like sort of process how I'm feeling and acknowledge how I'm feeling and then talk about it yeah because then I don't I don't get upset like I don't get as upset or I don't get 
uh, snappy or I don't say that's something that I regret saying and I can actually like form a response. So we've both learned a lot since finding this concept of internal versus external processing. It's helped, but um, it's we're still learning and we're still yeah, growing. Exactly. We're getting there. We want to touch on talking slash speaking things into existence. My mum's got this decal on the bathroom and it's a little saying and it says, what you think you become, what you feel you attract and what you imagine you create. Mm. So it's a nice little saying, which I think is very true, by the way. And it's all about speaking things into existence and that lovely word we love using this day, manifesting. Yes. So with emotions, we can manifest a certain outcome yeah whether that's good or whether that's bad that is completely on us mm-hmm. so say we're going to fixate on this certain emotion and we're going to spiral mm-hmm. and we're thinking about every possible wrong thing that could happen every possible scenario where we end like up catastrophizing exactly yeah. and then well shit out of luck because you just manifested that you just spoke that into existence and now your end result isn't going to look as good as what it could have been and then you're like oh poor me like I knew this would happen yeah Yeah. exactly you're doing the sorry soldier as we like to call it (laughs) but yeah so it is so important I've talked about this many times before the words we choose to speak every day the words we choose to talk to ourselves internally fucking matters yeah it is so important to choose your vocab wisely people choose what you're feeling wisely choose what you're going to focus on wisely it's the mindset it is it's all Mm -hmm. about the mindset so but it is also hard it is flip your mindset when you've got emotions involved exactly and that's why recognizing those emotions feeling to healing is so important Mm -hmm. because being able to Yes, say we're having a sorry soldier moment and mm-hmm. say, I'm um, pity me, poor me, why has this always happened to me? If I, instead of focusing on that emotion, instead of focusing on everything that could go wrong, I'm going to start focusing on, okay, what uh, is in my control? Yeah. How do I get myself out? How do I get myself out of this? What's the best case scenario and how can I, you know, work towards that result? Mm-hmm. Say, for example, I had this happen recently. I just was fresh out of the knee, Rico. I was having a pity party and I was like, <laughs> There's no macadamia milk in the fridge. I've got no coffee pods left. Pity me, poor me. Why? She sent a Snapchat. I sent a Snapchat and I was just like, I just want a coffee and I just want to be able to move from the lounge to my bedroom without in pain. And Obagel doesn't deliver. And Obagel didn't do delivery. (laughs) I was having a soldier, a sorry soldier moment. So pretty much instead of going, pity me, poor me, I got my ass on fucking DoorDash. And I just ordered a coffee. I bit the bullet instead of whining and going, pity me, poor me. Oh my God, you know, can't yeah. make a coffee. It's the end of the world. I spent a little bit of dosh and just ordered a damn coffee. And then, and then eventually. Oh, and she also couldn't have a shower. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't have a shower without assistance. So it's like, I feel I mean, gross and like, disgusting and sweaty. Everything is valid. Yeah. But this is like where it matters. Like your, those emotions are valid. Yeah. It's valid to feel a little bit defeated in that situation. I- exactly. It's just like how long you spend feeling sorry for yourself is what you can control exactly and what was in my control was obviously yes I didn't have coffee to make but I could order a coffee yes I couldn't have a shower but I could get up and I could elevate my leg and ice my knee and wait until someone could assist me yeah that's all that was in my control that's a little story of how a simple 
sorry sort of moment could have ended up for the worst and I could have just cried myself in my bed and going oh yeah, my god like pity me for me yeah day, like not gotten out not gotten a coffee at all yeah to sort of add to that I have had a really bad habit previously of manifesting things and having pity parties and having lots of sorry soldier moments because I would say like it's not an excuse but ADHD makes it quite difficult to sort of pull myself out of this spiral and pull myself out of this like negative sort of mindset when I'm when I'm feeling an emotion and it it makes it hard to sort of pinpoint what emotion I've already felt. It also ties in a little bit with the rejection sensitivity dysphoria which is what we talked a little bit about in our previous episode but it also ties into the emotional dysregulation where my emotions they might not be the appropriate reaction to the sort of course and I'm learning a lot of coping mechanisms and tools to sort of help myself because I have previously spiraled and spent days in my bed crying myself to sleep not not getting out of bed not getting not doing the day-to-day normal stuff not having showers not eating not getting myself ready but I'm learning now to give myself a reality check pull myself out of my head I find that talking about it to whether it's my friends or family or I even set up my phone and record myself talking to my phone to sort of nut out what I'm actually feeling and nut out the Delulu thoughts in my head that <laughs> I, I like make up situations. Anyway, I'm learning a lot of tools and I'm getting a lot better at it, about at like internally processing my emotions and feeling and healing and coming out of it a lot quicker. Yeah. So with Mon, one of her tools was like you said, was like vlogging her ups mm-hmm. and downs. For me, uh, that uh, that doesn't work as well, but I do um, journaling or I write a letter. Mm-hmm. So this is a really good way to manifest the best result or the best outcome for, say, a situation I've been dealt with or something. So there's been many times in the past where I've written a letter, say it's um, to the person or to the situation. Say, for example, uh, there's been a situation where I was in where – Um, I was hearing this repetitive sentence that really hurt me and Mm. it just happened again and again and again. And every time I stepped foot into this place, I was hearing the same sentence again and again and again. I was like, oh, this is... By someone someone close in your life. In my life, that's very close to me. And I was like, okay, this is really getting to me. Mm. Um, At first, I just pushed it off, brushed it off and I was like, oh, like I don't need that right now. It's not Mm. what I need when I... Just um, white bubble. Yeah, just white yeah. bubbled it. And then eventually I was like, okay, obviously something needs to be done. So instead of, I think at the time I was definitely reacting out of um, frustration. Mm. And this was previously, like this actually wasn't that long ago, like a couple no, of months it was back. a couple months ago. Yeah, so I was acting out of frustration. I was going like, can you not? Like, can you yeah, not can say you that? Like, shut I just, up. Yeah, I freaking don't need that right now. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to obviously write my emotions down. I need to write down why is this triggering me? Where is this stemming from? Mm. You know, how can I approach this? So um, for this particular person, I wrote a letter. I actually wrote a letter to them and I wrote, dear, blah, blah, blah. Every time I come into this place or this situation, this sentence is said, it's affecting me. This is why it's affecting me. This is where I feel like it's stemming from. It keeps triggering me more and more every time. And I just wrote down everything that I was feeling and everything 
that was in my morals and values and it was at the time it was very hard to confront this person because they were so close to me and because I didn't know what their reaction would be mm. like. I definitely was in a moment. You didn't want to step on any toes either. I didn't want to step on any toes and I was just like, oh, this is really getting to me. So I wrote a letter to them and I wrote down exactly how I was feeling. I was wrote downing, I wrote down, sorry, I pretty much manifested, yeah, manifested. the um, end result of what it w- that situation would look like now. When I stepped into this place, what the sentence that I now would hear or the sentence that I wouldn't hear or, yeah. you know, how my reaction would be. I would react this way because I feel confident in myself to be able to handle my emotions mm. and be able to not project. So, yeah, I wrote down everything, exactly how I was feeling. And I said, at the end of the night, I like signed it off and wrote a date, or whatever, folded it, folded it, put it on my pillow. I was had all intentions of actually giving this letter to this person However, I fell asleep that night. I completely forgot about it. And then it was literally like four days passed. Yeah, you didn't actually end up giving it. I didn't end up ever giving it to the person because from then on, it never happened. You manifested it. I literally manifested it. It never happened. I must have like, I I also dreamt about it, which might be a bit of a woo-woo sign there. But I felt very strongly in myself that I was like, oh, shit. I notice every time I, you know, step foot into the place or the situation that I was like, oh, it's not really happening anymore. Yeah. And no. it took me like probably like I a even week. I even checked up on, I was like, have they said it again? You're like, no. Yeah, like no. It, it manifest, like and I wrote the letter and it just hasn't happened it since. It just hasn't happened like, since. Whatever. So it was a way to like get my emotions out. And there's definitely times where it's popped up every now and then, but it does not affect me as much as it did because I actually, I felt the emotion yeah. I I kind of created a solution for myself and I manifested the kind of the best scenario that I wanted to happen mm. and it just all worked itself out. If that – and I it was weird because I did have all, all intentions of handing this letter over and it just never happened. So something in the universe is looking after yeah. me. And, um, yeah, so that's just one way I've dealt of things, writing letters, journaling. So talk to my sister-in-law, Brynn, and she, we asked her what – kind of she does yeah, what, what she tool does she to used and she said handle her emotions yeah support networks like family and friends yeah and so true because i use those tools too yeah i think they are the most important tools like for everyone as much as like some people don't even realize how how much their friends and family help them but for me friends talking to friends and family is one of my main tools but brit also said she likes to keep busy and this is something that can be a good coping mechanism for some people, but it also can be a form of suppression, mm. like suppressing your emotions and deflecting your emotions because you just want to keep busy and you're not actually acknowledging how you're feeling. Yeah. And then you just constantly just... Just, yeah, keep yeah. on keep on keeping on. Yeah. With Mon, with the ADHD, it actually helps to yeah. have that routine and to keep busy. Yeah. Because otherwise she will spiral. I get paralysed. And you get paralysed yeah. by it, exactly. Yeah. So I really, when I'm feeling emotional, when I'm feeling a certain emotion, I actually really struggle to keep busy and I really struggle to leave the house. I really struggle to do those everyday tasks that I previously wouldn't, like I, you have to do, like showering, eating, making my bed, doing my washing, like just the normal stuff. So I find that actually getting those things done and getting ready in the morning still actually helps me and helps me sort of have a clear head for the day. And then 
talking to people really helps as well because it's it as I said before it just helps me figure out what I'm actually feeling and how to address the issue and I usually feel 10 times better after Mm. I've had a little bit of a rant (laughs) exactly and yeah that's definitely the same keeping busy is also yeah good coping mechanism but on the other end of scale it can be a bit of a way of suppressing the emotion instead of facing it keeping busy does help me though it prevents me from spiraling Spiraling. I would say Mm. it prevents me from creating all those crazy situations in my head and I can still do my day-to-day tasks while internally processing Mm. so it definitely it helps me but for those people who yeah. use that as a form of they suppression. Sort of say, I'll just keep busy, just ignore it. Yeah. Like that is not necessarily the best coping mechanism because you can keep you can only keep busy for so long. Exactly. Until you're faced with like a, a night alone. Yeah. And then you're like whole world comes crashing down about something that happened three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another tool we want to touch on is where did I find this? I think it would have been on TikTok because I've seen it a couple of times on yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Bloody TikTok, man. That's good. <laughs> I think I found it on, yeah, I think I did find it on TikTok. Yeah. And I was watching this guy's video and he said, do you want your emotions validated or do you want a solution? And yeah. I was like, whoa. That sen- one sentence is so powerful. Yeah, and that just hit me on another level. Yeah. I was like, holy heck, that is just so true. Because for a lot of the time females, we want our emotions validated before we want the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want people to tell us, here's how you fix it, do this, do this. We're like, oh, yeah. overwhelmed with the emotion. We just want to be like, it's okay to feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So... There's been times where me and Manea have had chats mm. and I'll, she'll be telling me something and I'll be telling her something and we'll go, okay, do you want your emotions we, validated right now or do you want a solution? Yeah, we're kind of like butt heads, not butt heads, but I'm like biting back. I'm like, no, but this, but this. And then she's like, do you want to be validated or do you want me to help you find a solution? I'm like, I just want, I just want validation right now. <laughs> yeah, and when she tells me that, I'll be like, cool. Well, now I know how I can help and how I can yeah. better navigate yeah. this with you. Um, we feel, <laughs> we've been told so many times that we're like an old couple. Yeah. And we've got this like platonic relationship. We really do. It's so funny because even the girls at work, they're like, they're like, you're literally in a relationship. I was yeah. like, lol. We just, it's literally, we do everything. We talk like, like we talk, we're in a relationship. Yeah. We just don't literally. have that romance, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because I feel like, oh, why isn't all friendships like this? And, no. and uh, we found out it's definitely not that case. No. But having those friendships are freaking awesome. If you do have one of those friends, like... Like a 10 in one. You've got those friends, right? So you, yeah. go, to, you go to friends for particular things. Like, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about this in our friendship episode. Yeah. So you like, you have a friend where uh, you go for if you need um, validation for your emotions. You go for a friend if you want to have a good time. You go for a friend that, you know, you need to go to a fitness class or like, something too. Or you need some good advice or something. Exactly. Yeah. And I was saying like, yeah, so with everyone else's friendships, it's like, well, one's a shampoo, one's a conditioner, yeah. one, one might be a three-in-one wash. And I was like, what? Box was in the car, hey. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, me and mine, we're like a 10-in-one. We're like a 10-in-one. <laughs> we're like the exfoliator, the yeah, body wash. There were everything with a shampoo, conditioner, body wash, shaving cream, exfoliator, fucking body face butter. Cleanser. Face cleanser. Like, we're like a 10-in-one. We're not like the three-in-one. We're 10-in-one. Uh, we do everything. Yeah, we do everything. <laughs> right. If you have a 10-in-one friendship, that's like... That's a, that's a 10 cool. out of 10. Like 10 they're, out of 10. They're pretty cool people. Yeah. Yeah, so the concept of 
do you want your emotions validated or do you want a solution is really helpful and it's a tool that we use now and we found it just helps grasp like how to approach situations with with people and it can work for everyone yeah everyone especially I want to mention this month is men's mental health awareness month it is it is Movember for all those boys that are boys and men sorry that are Growing a little mo for November, good on you. Men's mental health is something that is very close to both of our hearts. Yeah, it is very close to our hearts. Mm. We have had many um, experiences uh, with the beautiful men in our lives, whether they've been friends, whether they've been partners, whether they've been family. family. Um, we, yeah, very important to check up on your mates. Yes. And that's everyone. Yes. No matter how young, no matter how old. Or the gender. Or the gender. Yeah. So, so important, people. Please check up on your loved ones because yes. that, that text message, that phone call, that visit can quite literally change their life. Yeah. Everyone be aware. Yeah. Be aware. That's yep. it. That's the main thing. You want to spread awareness. Exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah, and also for those males, if you want your emotions validated... It's fucking valid, man. Like, you're literally reach you're out. You're not immune. You're not, exactly. You're, you're not immune to emotions, well, humans. <laughs> literally, all living that human experience. As you know, people, we love our good weekly recommendation. Yes. But our weekly rec, we've done, we done a joint one again to this week. Our weekly rec is we want you to look after your body, mind, and soul, and we want you to you know, go on a bit of a deep dive, figure out are you internal, external processor and also find tools that help you, mm-hmm. whether it's the vlogging, whether it's journaling, writing the letter, whether it's talking, speaking up to family, friends and loved ones. That's our challenge to you this week. Yeah. Is figure out whether you're internal or external and find three tools yes. that you can use to help you acknowledge your emotions and deal with them. Yeah. Feel, feel them. Yeah, we want you to feel the heal. Feel the heal. That's what it's all about. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. We laughed and we cried and now we say goodbye. We will see you next week. Love always, Mon and Tish. Mic'd up. Step up. Step up. Be aware. I want to see all the mo's out there. I want to see all the moustaches. Be aware. It's okay to say I'm not okay. Exactly. It's okay to not be okay. It's really okay. It's really okay. It's valid. Especially for all the men. Yeah. Yeah. Love you guys so much. Love you. Kisses. (laughs) Bye. Bye.